the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Teen. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And hour number two is underway at nine minutes past 10 o'clock. Thanks for joining us on this Monday, the 20th morning of the fifth month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Guest free this hour. Plenty of opportunities for you to get on the, on the, uh, radio at 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110. Don't forget I will read tweets and Facebook messages of note when you send them to me on Twitter and Facebook. Follow me on those two pages or those two platforms, reprehensible as they are. At France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio, France Radio, all one word, no spaces, and no underscores. All right, a lot of uh, ground is still to cover here. We're going to talk more about the Equality Act that passed this hour. We're going to talk about the president's immigration plan. We're going to talk about <clears throat> uh, William Barr and John Durham investigating the investigators as well. But I promised I'd go right back to the phone, so let me do that. Also more on Buttigieg and his hypocrisy in a moment, too. But Rick and Illyria, you are on AM 1420, The Answer. Go right ahead, sir. Hello, Rick. Can you hear me? Yeah, okay. I didn't hear you say my name. Hey, yes, yeah, sir. Uh, speaking earlier, you were talking about different religions and stuff. And the thing, <clears throat> and I've been around a few years, and so I understand a little bit, and I understand that you don't choose your race, you don't choose your, your gender. Well, now you can. <laughs> <laughs> people, when you choose, when you were born, I know you're Catholic. I'm yes, I am. a Christian. You're a Christian. You choose that at a certain age whenever you come to realize. So what I don't understand is people that choose to be a Hindu, a Muslim, a Christian, but the Muslims especially, they expect special privileges. There was a report over the weekend that somebody, and I don't remember the whole story, was denied being able to wear headgear, and they said they were being discriminated against. Well, wait a minute. 
you choose to be that religion, Muslim, why should you get special privileges because of that? That's just like the two women in Congress now, where Pelosi said, okay, we've never allowed people to wear uh, hats in the, in the chamber, but we're going to allow you. They choose to be that denomination. They shouldn't get special privileges from my perspective. Well, you make a very, very valid point, uh, my friend. Um, they do make special accommodations if you are a part of what is known in our country as a minority religion. Um, mm-hmm. If you are a part of the majority religion, you can't bring your religion here and bring it into the public square. In other words, Christians, forget about it. No special accommodations for you. And in fact, quite the opposite. Rather than special accommodations, you will be singled out in many cases for special condemnation, special uh, criticism. You can't bring your Christian Christian principles, even in even your belief in God, uh, a Christian God, into this public square. This is something that has been, uh, you know, has been fomenting for for the last several decades, Rick. But if you're a part of a minority religion, one that again gets to claim victim status despite it as a faith, Muslim Islam rather, creating more victims because of radical Islamic terrorism, they are considered to be a protected class because people, of course, rightly recognize all of the horrific um, uh, attacks and assaults and killings and so on and so forth that are done in that religion's name. So if if you are a member of that protected class religion, then you're going to get those special accommodations. You get to wear your veil. You get to wear your face covering even in your driver's license photos. Never mind if law enforcement needs to actually identify who you are. Too bad. Here's a picture of a curtain. That's all you get. Um, so it, you're right. You choose to be whatever faith you are. You choose to whether or not you're going to believe in it and practice it. And apparently only if it's a faith that is a minority protected faith in this country, uh, only then uh, do you get those special accommodations. Right. But the one thing, and you pointed this out, but to, to really clarify it in my opinion, that's the only religion that if you kick them off, they'll come back and kill you. No other religions that I'm aware of. Well, yeah, if you, if you, yeah, well, no, you're 100% right. I have talked to former Muslims who have renounced their belief in Islam, who have, who have essentially, essentially apostatized the Muslim faith. And yes, there are, there are, you know, warrants, if you will, for lack of a better word, out for their death. Um, they, they're literally under death threats because they chose to leave the faith. And that, that is true of no other religion. None. Here's a story just to follow up on what the caller was just talking about. The 23-year career of a family doctor is hanging in the balance now. He is threatened with the removal of his medical license, the loss of his career, because he reportedly asked a Muslim woman to remove her veil that covered her mouth because he couldn't understand what she was saying about the condition of her ill child. Her voice was muffled. Now, you know the ones I'm talking about. We're talking about the full head and body covering. Uh, The only thing that you can see in this particular Muslim garb is the eyes of uh, of the woman. 
I mean, they, they, I call them beekeeper outfits. They look like beekeepers. Um, the tight veil around the mouth made it almost impossible for the doctor, he says, to hear what she's saying as he tried to ascertain what was wrong with the child. And now, because he asked her to remove that covering, his career may be over. What other religion gets these accommodations? None. Christianity? Are you kidding? Again, just the opposite. They're singled out for selective condemnation. Dr. Keith Wolverson explained he could not hear the woman properly through her niqab, a veil covering the face from the eyes on down, and asked her politely to remove it while she was describing the daughter's illness. I found it difficult to understand what the woman was saying behind her veil, so politely asked her to remove it, as I needed to hear what was wrong with her daughter so I could offer the safest possible care, he said. Dr. Wolverson said that she had obliged and that there had, had not been an issue when he initially asked. But half an hour later, the woman's husband arrived at the surgery uh, center and lodged a complaint against the doctor with the doctor's supervisors. The husband claimed his wife had been left in tears by the incident and felt, well, it's probably because he treated her the way Muslim men treat Muslim women. I don't know. Uh, tears and felt that she had been victimized and racially discriminated against. Now, by the way, apparently, Islam is a race. Didn't know that. Thought it was a religion. I guess it just depends on which one is more convenient for the practitioners of it. He alleges that Dr. Wolverson gave her a dirty look and asked her to remove the veil and had refused to continue the appointment unless she complied. And the woman claims she told the doctor she was uncomfortable doing so due to her religious beliefs. The complaint now has been formally taken up with the General Medical Council and may even result in the doctor's dismissal. Dismissal! Dr. Wolverson said that the process, quote, could ruin me. Dr. Wolverson went on to call the claims of racism outrageous, saying, I'm not racist. This has nothing to do with race, religion, or skin color. It's about clarity of communication. The doctor said he had never never encountered an issue in the past when asking patients to remove face coverings and said many do it as a courtesy. Mohammed Shafiq of the Ramadan Foundation has urged the GMC to send Dr. Wolverson to a diversity awareness course, but stated it would be a shame if any stronger action was taken. I wouldn't be going to any course. I would say you're coming here for a medical appointment. You are asking me to diagnose and treat your medical problem. What if, what if this wasn't for the kid? What if this was for the woman herself? Doctor, I have a seriously sore throat. I don't know if I have strep or not. What are you going to do for me? Well, I don't know. Let me look in your throat. You need me to remove my veil to see my throat? How dare you? And this is just how ridiculous this is. That's because Islam is less a religion than it is a political movement. A political and cultural movement. That's just the bottom line. Joyce Robbins from the campaign group Patient Concern said that losing a doctor over the issue would be criminal. You think? And by the way, it should be pointed out again that this Muslim husband asking for victimization status. How many times do we need to talk about? This is where the PPO was born. I talk about this. I've been talking about PPO for the last three years. And I know I've adjusted the abbreviations from time to time. PPO stands for the Party of Perpetual Outrage. They are always outraged at something. How dare you ask my wife to remove her veil? You discriminated against her religion and her race. This is where PPO comes from. 
So this doctor's career could be over now. This is in, uh, where is this, by the way? Trying to figure out where this is located. Um, Now, it doesn't matter because the point remains the same. Whatever location it is, the point remains the same. Islam gets special considerations. Christianity gets special condemnation. That's just how they do it. Let me go to uh, South Euclid. And Mona, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Good morning. Go right ahead. Good morning, Bob. I love you, but I got to scold you. Okay. Okay. The the thing about Fox News, yeah. they are doing absolutely the right thing. They have always called themselves fair and balanced, and they do and they've been labeled conservative and most of their commentators are conservative, but they try to give balanced news coverage. The DNC refused to allow Fox to have even one of the uh, debates, right. even though they get huge uh, viewership. So the way they're counteracting that is to invite the individual candidates on their program. That's number one. Number two... But how does know, that help Fox News? How does that help Fox News? I, I'm going to tell you right now, because uh-huh. sunlight is the best disinfectant. We want to hear their position. If you believe you're right, let them talk. They'll talk themselves into a hole. Let them explain their position. If we're right, yeah, but 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 not without challenging their positions. And that's not; these aren't debates. These are town hall features where they just get free. I mean, Mona, what they are getting is millions of dollars in free advertising at an hour-long session on Fox News. Instead of buying 30-second commercials at a time, hold on, instead of making them buy 30-second commercials or 60-second commercials at a time, they're giving them an hour unfettered to attack Trump, to profess their liberalism, to profess their progressivism, to support abortion, this, that, and the other things, unchallenged, because they're not even being challenged by uh, the, uh, the the audience is stacked full of progressives who support these people, Bernie or Buttigieg or whatever. I mean, it's an hour-long rally on Fox News, and does that help them? Does that help Fox News at all? Be, uh, Absolutely. With their, with their, how? Absolutely. How? Because, because, first of all, they get great ratings, and let's face it, it's a business. Yeah, but that's the problem. That's the problem. They're using their their, their huge viewership as being given it to the Democrats. Americans are not stupid. Let them talk. Let them explain their positions, and we will see the absurdity of it. Well, I'm going to disagree with you wholeheartedly, Mona. I love you, and I thank you for the phone call. I think it's absolutely, positively, 100% the wrong stance to take. You know, you say, well, Fox News says they're fair and balanced, so they have to prove. Is giving Pete Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders and all these people town hall meetings making the left say, oh, look at that, Fox is fair and balanced. I like them more now? No. They're not getting any credit for it. They still call them faux news, F-A-U-X instead of F-O-X, faux news. They call them the right wing, you know, the uh, communications arm of the Trump can- Trump team and so on and so on. They're still going to kid. They're not going to get any more support from liberals because they put these, uh, these, um, liberal candidates up there and give them an hour of unobstructed unob- advertising. Why? It makes no sense whatsoever to give them that plan. Let them talk. We already hear them. We hear them on CNN, we hear them on NBC, we see them NBC, ABC. They have unfettered access to talk, like you said, talk. Let them talk and let them hang themselves with their own words. They have unfettered access to tens, hundreds of millions of Americans. 
right, not hundreds of millions. Uh, yeah, maybe. 200, 300 million people in this country watch at some point or another ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSN. They have, all, and then read their words in the Washington Post, uh, 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 LA Times, New York Times. All positive media coverage from all of those places. Fox News is about the only thing that could push back a little bit, and they don't. They're just joining the crowd. That doesn't help Fox News, and it doesn't help us. It helps the candidates. An hour of free advertising, yes, thank you very much. I'd be happy to accept. (laughs) That's what they're saying, and they're laughing on their way out the door. 1024, sorry about the delay. We're back after this. All right, it's 1028. I still have a lot of news and stories to get to in the last half hour of the program, so stay right here. We'll get as many calls in as possible as well. In fact, we'll get one right now. Who's sitting here? Uh, Ron is. Ron in Brook Park. You're on AM 1420 The Answer. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, Bob. How are you doing today? Good, my friend. What's on your mind? You know, Bob, you're right when you say that a lot of the Muslims are ridiculous, but I'll tell you, what's even more ridiculous is we put up with it. We allow it to happen. You know, if, if I was working at the DMV and a woman, a Muslim woman coming with her face covered up, and I was to take her picture, I would say, ma'am, would you please remove that? And if she refused, I would very simply say that, and I'll tell you what, go to Iraq, go to Iran, or go to Saudi Arabia and get your driver's license. In this country, we need to see your face. If that's not, you're not willing to do that, you don't get a driver's license. Very simple. But we won't do that. We trip all over ourselves trying to accommodate them. And, there, of course, there's no incentive for them to, to stop pushing because we give in to them. It's like the schoolyard bully. As long as you're going to give him your lunch money every day, he's going to keep taking it. And we keep giving in to these people, and they're going to keep taking. I don't know why Americans can't understand that. I went one time to get my driver's license renewed. I just happened to be wearing a hat that day. They said, take your hat off. We need to take your picture without a hat. It's, it's so simple. You can see my face, but they still wanted the hat off. Yeah, they because the they recognize, they, they, well, if they needed to identify you or if they need to put out a bulletin on you who they're looking for, I mean, you know, they, they need they, hair color is one thing that they That's use right. as a, you know, as a, or if you're bald, they kind of use hair. It's a bald man. I mean, That's you, right. yeah, they need, they need a, a, a government, identif- or government identification photo of you that actually represents you, and a hat would help obscure that just in the same way that a face veil was. You have yeah, no problem taking off your hat, but they would call that a, dis- a religious discrimination. And I'm an American citizen, and they did not accommodate me why in the hell should we accommodate them then Just i'm with you john thank you my friend and by the way a lot of these muslims we're talking about are also american citizens so this isn't necessarily talking about a an american versus a foreign national it's just a matter of look the laws apply to everybody or they apply to nobody that's the way it's got to be ron thank you for the call i appreciate it if you're on hold stay there coming right back after the news am 1420 the answer now inc Ten thirty-five. Onward we roll. On AM fourteen twenty, the answer. I uh, mentioned this briefly before. I should hit it now uh, because it was in our newscast. There, what a wonderful story! Uh, what a great gesture by the commencement speaker at a historically ba- uh, black college at uh, Morehouse College. Billionaire investor Robert Smith um, announced during the commencement they had given him an honorary doctorate. And he was giving the commencement address, 
And during that commencement address, he told the uh, students, quote, on behalf of the eight generations of my family that have been in this country, we're going to put a little fuel, this is after telling a story about busing, put a little fuel in your bus. I got the alumni over here, and this is a challenge to alumni. This is my class, 2019, because he earned a doctorate in it, an honorary doctorate. And my family is making a grant to eliminate their student loans. The class at the all-male, historically African-American college erupted into cheers. Bernice King, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., applauded the move and noted her father attended that college and said, Wow, what a love-power move by Robert Smith. I believe it is the start of something major. I don't know what it is the start of, however, because there's not a whole lot of billionaires. They're going to be volunteering on a regular basis to pay off all of the student loan debts of entire classes. Uh, but it is a great story. It's a, it's a wonderful gesture by this man. These uh, young graduates are going to have a great opportunity now before them without being strapped with debt like so many others are. And what are you going to say other than congratulations to them? And, um, uh, and uh, thank you to him for such a great gesture. The only part of it that makes people kind of, you know, say, well, you know, uh, is this... Um, is this kind of thing what we are looking for the government to do? Because that's how Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez took it. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez says, we can't rely on the generosity of billionaires to pay off all of these student loan debts. In other words, saying that the United States government should just forgive all of those debts. Remember, college should be free, right? College should be free. Never mind the fact the colleges can't run on free because professors don't work for free. Buildings aren't built for free. Grounds are not maintained for free. Materials are not bought for free, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There are costs to run any business, including massive institutions. But yet that's what they're trying to do. Why? Because that's what socialism is. Don't worry about it. You don't have to pay. We will pay. The government will pay. We'll take care of it for you. It's going to be free to you because we've got it. Oh, okay. Um, where you get your money? don't bother us with silly questions like that. We've got this. They don't want you to realize they're doing it with your money. You are paying anyway. We all are. With ridiculously higher taxes, the same kind that Pete Buttigieg promised during his wonderful Fox News town hall presentation yesterday. That's right. Pete Buttigieg promising four new tax hikes on town hall or uh, during this town hall yesterday to the cheers of his progressive base that were allowed to watch him. And I don't want to get back into that subject again, but again, we are going to see more than we want to of Mayor Pete. We're going to see more than we want to of Kamala Harris. We're going to see more than we want to of Bernie and Biden on CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, all of the, the, the major networks, and they're all going to be wonderful, glorious coverage without a hint of criticism. Criticism, you see, is reserved for Donald Trump. It's the same thing as the religion stories we're talking about. Criticism doesn't go toward Islam. Criticism is reserved for Christians. That's just the truth. That's not an opinion. That's the truth. Criticizing Islam is discriminatory. Muslims feel scared when you criticize them or criticize their faith. Christians, never mind the fact that they're being wiped out, Never mind the fact that a genocide of Christians is is playing out all over the world. Not all over the world, but in other parts of the world. Never mind that. Who's talking about that? Can you imagine 
if this was another religion being wiped out. Christianity is allowed to be slain. This is, again, this is what Mike Pence talked about, what Mike Pence has continued to talk about. And what does it earn him? It earns him scorn from Christian institutions. Christians face greater persecution around the world than any other religious group. No question. But, uh, but we've also seen acts of violence uh, across faith communities. The, the burning of churches in Louisiana, Christian churches in Sri Lanka on Easter, the mosques in New Zealand, uh, two synagogues here in the United States. And while we condemn those universally, uh, the truth is we also live in a time where religious freedom and religious faith has come under attack and often ridiculed. Often ridiculed. He is exactly right. He and his religious faith were ridiculed at a Christian university commencement ceremony at which he was the commencement speaker. A Christian college in Indiana protested and got up and walked out on Christian speaker Mike Pence. It's a strange world. TJ in Cleveland, you're on AM 1420. The answer, go ahead. Yeah, you know, Bob, Mona's call, you know, about Fox News doing these town halls. Yeah. Now, I tend to agree with you on that, but I don't know. Mona could be right. I could be wrong. I don't know. But one thing that does bother me, the case you made that they're giving free airtime, you know, to these liberal politicians by doing this. Well, you know, I called last week to take a slam at Hugh Hewitt because I thought, and I won't even call it a softball interview. It was a beach ball interview with Mayor Pete. And you took the opposite approach back then, sticking up for Hugh Hewitt. Bob, you can't have it both ways. Sure you you can. shouldn't address Mona down for that without dressing yourself down. And that's no, just my no I, I completely disagree, and here's why. Again, Fox News is giving each and every one of these individuals an hour, an un, unfettered hour of access on live television, uh, softballs, cheers, and so on and so forth. P, or excuse me, Hugh Hewitt is going to get this guy back on. And each time he brings him on, he's going to ratchet it up. Each time he brings him on, he's going to expose him just the same way he does with the others in this uh, cesspool of Democrat candidates and and expose them for what they believe and what they don't believe and what their hypocrisy is. Hugh plays, like I said, a long game. Fox News gave an hour of airtime of a commercial, like I said, cheered on by his base and and so on and so forth. You think they're going to be able to get him back on and 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 you think they're going to they're going to take him to task? The only people who would take him to task would be people like Hannity, and Hannity, and and he's not going to go on Hannity. He's only going to go on the he's only going to go on the town hall where he gets to have his message uninterrupted, and that's the problem here. Hewitt will interrupt. Hewitt, Hewitt will. I promise you, the next time he has Pete on, he's going to follow up on the things he said last time. He's going to say, "What about this?" And it's going to be like I said, it's going to be a long game that he's going to play in which these guys are exposed. Well, let me tell you my opinion on this <laughs> long game, Bob. Sure. He'll come on the next time, figuring more softball questions. Now, if mm-hmm. Hewitt does ask really serious questions, he ain't coming on again. So where's the long game? Well, see, that's all the did, no. See, that's that's exactly a, why, TJ, TJ, TJ. That's exactly why he had to handle him the way he did the first time. He's tactful about it. See, I'm not tactful. I'm a sledgehammer. I get these guys on, and I go after them once, and then they never come back on again. Thanks, TJ, for the call. That's why I had Sherrod Brown on once. I'll never get him again. That's why I had Stephanie Tubbs-Jones on, of course, before she passed. I never got her. Because I, I, I'm i a sledgehammer. I go after them. I embarrass them. I call them out on all their hypocrisy, their lies, their bad policies, and so on and so forth. And then I never get them again. Hugh knows how to do this in a step-by-step process. And plus, he has a national platform, so there is a desire for them to come. They have a desire to come back on again to try to reach more people, and that's when he turn tightens the screws on them. 
he, they will come back on because he'll do it kindly enough and, and tactfully enough. And quite frankly, it's, it's, a little bit, um, it's a little bit of work for the audience that is watching to do. And his audience is intelligent enough to get that. They'll listen. <clears throat> for example, I brought up um, uh, the nuclear triad question that he asked him the other day. If you're not paying attention and you don't know a ton about what the nuclear triad is, you might listen to that and you might miss that. If you're listening, when he asks people that, he did that to Donald Trump, too, by the way, uh, back when uh, Trump was a candidate you know, in, uh, on the debate stage. But he'll ask questions that may or may not score points in terms of trying to uh, either expose someone's knowledge or someone's lack of knowledge of something based on whether or not the audience knows about it. Now, if the audience knows, you know, there's a lot of history. There's a lot of history. There's a lot of international politics, a lot of foreign uh, relations, foreign, foreign affairs matters that maybe just a lot of people aren't very well versed in. Hugh, as an example, because he's such a great interviewer, can ask candidates about this and totally embarrass them for their lack of knowledge on those uh, on those issues, but it might go right past the average listener because they, too, don't know enough about those issues. See what I'm saying? So he knows how to score the points against them tactfully and tactically. I used that double phrasing last uh, Friday, or on Friday, too. Tactfully and tactically. He knows how to get people exposed without driving them away to the point where they'll never come back again. And then, because if he does, then he can't tactfully and tactically expose more of what they don't know or what their hypocritical stances are. So that's what I'm trying to say. That's a big, big difference from Fox News. Not even. (laughs) Here's an hour, Pete. Sell yourself to the cheers of adoring crowd members that we have allowed to come in here on the Fox News set. Sell yourself for an hour. We won't challenge you. We won't because you know they asked him about the abortion question. Did they follow up on it? Not even once. Now they might say, "Well, maybe they'll come back and do it tact- tactically next time too." No, they won't. Because again, the only people who are going to follow up are going to be people like Hannity, and he won't go on Hannity. He won't go on Carlson. But you give him an uninterrupted hour to sell himself in a town hall meeting. Watch him leap for that. That's a mistake. Um. Where are we going here? Jim in West Park. Hey, Jim, go ahead. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to add a, a couple things. Ron had said something about In Dennis Prager's book, there's only one commandment that, that God will not forgive you, and that's the one about having false gods in front of me. And in, the pro, in Islam, the prophet Muhammad is a false god. It's, it's a false god, and they, they're believing in a false god. Now, in marriage, I think it's a sacrament. It's, it's a sacred sacrament, and it says in the Bible, two will become one in God. And if you're lucky enough to be blessed with children, uh, ch- the children are a gift from God, not a uh, white elephant that should be aborted or given away or mutilated or whatever. But this Biden guy really, really scares me, okay? And I've talked about it with you before. Uh, and make sure that your audience knows about call sign extortion 17 with this Biden, loose lips, sink ships, 
these 30 soldiers that were gunned down and covered up uh, that, that went after the SEAL Team 6 that went after um, Osama bin Laden, uh, and and it was it's a terrible story. You got to get that out because Biden's he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna he's he's Obama. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. Thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Yeah, he is. He is indeed that. And uh, one of the things he was doing at his last rally was trying to condemn, or not trying to condemn, but trying to minimize Trump's successes by claiming all of the success of this economy belongs to Obama Biden. Of course, emphasis on the Biden part now as he tries to sell himself for all of that. Thank you for the call. Uh, a lot of ground to cover still. Dan in Middleburg Heights. Hi, Dan. Go ahead. Hi. Just real quick, Bob, on the free education and free health care, you know, that the Democratic Party is trying to perpetrate on us i was watching a history channel uh in, in uh, yesterday and uh, the nazi party during 33 to 39 right before world war ii started yeah they to get control of the people they were sending the workers on all-inclusive ocean cruises and building hotels on the baltic sea to send your family on free vacations it's all paid for by the state and in return you got to obey what the party's doing though and it's, this is kind of similar. And you got to surrender you your firearms too. You got to surrender your firearms too. But you, you see get, what I'm saying? It's kind of a similar concept to. to well, get yeah. So is what I just said. That's part of. <laughs> there's a lot of similarities there. There, there are a lot of similarities there, and I don't think that this is lost. Thank you, Dan. I don't think this is lost on too many people who are paying attention. Um, that's very well said. They offer everything. They they offer all of these uh, wonderful perks and give them the these you know. Uh, the idea or the belief that um, the state is going to take great care of them and all they have to do is essentially surrender their liberties, do exactly what they're told, not be able to fight back against tyranny and so on and so forth. No, you're exactly right. There are a lot of parallels from then to now with the Nazi parties and what the Nazi par- And the irony of that, of course, is that it's the liberal Democrats who are kind of mimicking and parroting some of those, um, uh, some of those uh, methods, and they're the ones who call conservatives the fascists. They call us the Nazis. It's... It's it's just upside down. All right, ten fifty. We'll get a quick timeout. Come right back. Try to squeeze in a couple more phone calls on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Now heard through downtown, through Greater Cleveland on one hundred two point five FM. It's the Bob France Authority. Nineteen. final segment of the broadcast. Eight minutes away now from uh, Mike Gallagher. Then you're going to have Prager. Then you're going to have uh, then you're going to have uh, Doctor G, Sebastian Gorka, who is amazing to listen to. Jay Seculo, Larry Elder, just tremendous opportunities all day long. Speaking of the battle between conservatives and liberals, Republicans and Democrats, and sadly sometimes Christians and Muslims. How about Justin Amash? Republican representative Justin Amash from the Islamic Caliphate of Michigan, which it has become, much like the Islamic Caliphate of, um, of Minnesota. Representative Justin Amash, a Republican, has called for the impeachment of President Trump. Justin Amash whose history as a Syrian and a supporter of Palestine has kind of pulled back the curtain. 
He is calling for the impeachment of President Trump, suggesting that the president has indeed engaged in behavior that is impeachable. He's joining with the Democrats. Now, at the end of the day, big picture here doesn't matter, because even without any Republican support, the Democrats could pass uh, a bill uh, containing articles of impeachment of the president, and then it would go to the Senate for the quote-unquote trial, and it would, be, it would stop in its tracks. Um in all likelihood, unless there are others like this guy, Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney, who enjoyed the support of Donald Trump when he ran for Senate in the state of Utah, enjoyed the president's endorsement, continues to turn his back on the president, continuing to operate in the nastiest, deepy, deep statey ways uh, that, that one can imagine. Mitt Romney said that Justin Amash's criticism of the president, saying that he had committed impeachable conduct, was courageous. Quote, I think every individual has to make their own judgment. I think it helps to actually have read the entire document, talking about the Mueller report. It's a long document. It took me two full days to get through it. The second volume is more difficult to get through than the first. Hopefully more people will read it. I think a lot of people want to reserve judgment until this is played out. My own view is that Justin Amash has reached a different conclusion than I have. I respect him, and I think it's a courageous statement. But I believe that to make a case for obstruction of justice, you don't, just don't have the elements that are ev- ex- excuse me, evidence in this document. End quote. So, Mitt, if you don't think that it is impeachable, why would you then praise him as being courageous? When are you and others who owe a debt of gratitude and a debt of loyalty, quite frankly, to Donald Trump for helping get your own positions, to helping get this party back on track after it was routed by Obama, why don't you stand up and battle bravely and and condemn the left and even rhinos in your own party or I don't even know what you want to call like people like Justin Amash, why don't you just come out and full-throatedly condemn it instead giving him courageous points? You know that there's no obstruction. You know that there's no impeachment, uh, impeachable offenses here. And yet you call it courageous. What does calling somebody like Justin Amash, who turns on the president, courageous do? It encourages others to, co- to do the same. What would happen if he was condemned full-throatedly and wholeheartedly by all of the Republicans on Capitol Hill? It would discourage others from coming forward and doing ridiculous things to advance themselves. Look, you, the both of you, Romney and Amash, like so many other Republicans, like me, I'll I'll own some of this. We all owe Donald Trump a great debt of gratitude. He might not be everybody's cup of tea in terms of his persona, his personality, his braggadociousness, his childlike name-calling of people. He might not be everybody's cup of tea as it pertains to his lifestyle choices, some of his fidelity issues, and so on and so forth. I get all of that. But what he has done has been nothing short of miraculous and nothing short of, um, well, something that we owe him for. We owe him a great debt of thanks. What he has done in, A, stopping Hillary Clinton from taking office, no other Republican on that uh, primary in that primary field three year two almost three years ago now. No other Republican could have beaten Hillary Clinton but Donald Trump. Now I didn't want to believe that. I was all about Cruz. But in the end, at the end of the day, as you look at the way things have played out, there is it's true. Nobody could have done this, and nobody but Donald Trump could have faced 
the type of criticism, the type of nonstop obstruction, the two and a half year, almost two and a half year uh, investigation from Mueller and from the liberal media and everything that he is, plus people in his own party backstabbing him and still help turn this economy around to the point where it's a behemoth growing at an incredible rate. Wages growing at an incredible rate. Jobs, manufacturing, growing at an incredible rate. All of the things that we were doing, nobody else could have done. Mitt Romney, he has made, I'm going to tell you this point blank, Donald Trump has made the Republican Party strong again. And if you want to go the full way, he's made the Republican Party great again because he has made America great again. And as America prospers and grows with Republican leadership, then the Republican Party grows as well. Instead of condemning him, instead of praising idiot rhinos like Justin Amash, whose whose motives and loyalty are absolutely in question, how about you just condemn them the way that I am right now? All right, that's going to be it. That's all the time that I've got for you on this edition of the Bob France Authority. There's a lot more work to be done. Tomorrow, Peter Kirsten will help us do it. We'll talk a little bit more about the uh, cesspool of candidates that the Democrats are running. We'll talk a little bit more about the deep state work. And tomorrow, we're going to shine a better, bigger spotlight or a brighter spotlight on uh, William Barr and his efforts to ex- uh, investigate the investigators. All of that will be a part of tomorrow's program. Until then, enjoy Mike Gallagher next. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.